Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church. I'm your host, Jay Ewing. It's good that you're online with us or listening today. No matter where you find yourself, we're so thankful for you during this Christmas season and every other season here at Calvary Bible Church. Like always, you can go to calvarybible.com, click your campus, find out what's happening in your neck of the woods. So many great things happening over the Christmas season and into 2024. For my faithful listeners who are wondering all the time, I know you're wondering. Trust me, I know. I hear you. We will not be podcasting for the next few weeks as we take a pause in our season to worship the newborn king and to get ready for 2024. But we'll be back in the new year after this episode. And like always, you can follow along with praying with me through December 31st, because Christmas does not end on the 25th, people. Uh, well, <laughs> news. And I would love to be praying along with you. You're going to really like the prayer on December 31st and the scripture reading. Probably my favorite one of them all. So tune in to that. But thank you for listening in 2023. And we got a great episode for you today with Thomas Milburn, who has been so dedicated to showing up to the podcast week in and week out through the Revelation series. It does not go unnoticed, my friend. Thank you. Mm, You're welcome. Here's a question I have for you. In your intro, you said, look forward to the prayer and scripture reading of the 31st. Yeah. Has that already been recorded? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I've been recording them throughout the month of December. Okay. Okay. I just pictured when I listened to it in the morning that you were, you had just wrapped it up. I really wish you had just baked the bread. Dude, I wish there was a way I could wake up in the morning. Yeah. Do that in the house and push live. Well, I mean, I know you already do that each morning personally. Right. Right. Maybe you should just record your prayers. I, that would be really, I, I think there's a way to do it maybe. Yeah. But, that's how I did it this time. It's cool. So that, I've been I've been super thankful for that. If you haven't listened to the Advent prayers of Jay, I would encourage you. They always begin in silence. And, and I wonder <laughs> and I wonder if if you're coming back. You, you know what? But I love yeah. I am amazed when I decided to do this and comms bless me in this endeavor cuz yeah. it's a big team. To help me pull these things off. Everything we do is sanctioned by by Mark Wicks. Yes. He is the gatekeeper of all publications. I literally thought maybe two, three people would tune into this. Yeah. And I am surprised at how many people listen to the morning prayer. Would you say you have a global audience? (laughs) I will never (laughs) say that. A nationally syndicated Advent prayer podcast. But my... Daughter listened yesterday. Yeah. And they listened to it after school on the way home. And she was like, Dad has a voice for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I said, a radio face, daughter. <laughs> My radio face. I had a face for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I want to finish out this season of Christmas on the weekly by bringing up one of my favorite carols. We've talked about okay, the boar's head. Did you get any response? Oh, really? Is the mailbox filled with people's? You know, Carol. let's go that. Yeah. Okay, you can hear your story while you look at the mailbox. 
You you fill me in here. I know that our but, mailbox often reaches the capacity of two terabytes of deluxe capacitor. <laughs> That's right. And we just can't take in any more emails. Yeah, we can't take any more emails. I actually failed to before we hit live to even look at that because I forgot I said that. Oh, but, and this is a historic moment. You are now watching Jay check his emails <laughs> live for the first time ever. Ever. That's really funny. But okay, my one of my favorite favorite. Yeah. Christmas carols is Carol of the Bells. Yeah. It is a very interesting historical one because we have one comment, by the way. We have one comment? The mailbox must have been full. We can no longer take in any more emails. Someone says, I am ready for the Calvary's first evening of eschatology. That would be great. I would be there too. Evening of eschatology would be a blast. (laughs) It would be a blast. A little QA sesh. Yeah. But anyway, Carol of the Bells. There's two reasons why I love okay. this song. I don't know the history, so yeah. enlighten me. 1919 was written in the Ukraine. Ukrainians are Ukrainian song that was translated into English to finish and sort of added to in the English version of Carol of the Bells, 1919. But that's not why I love this. Okay, I was, okay. yeah. In middle school. There was a girl. There was <laughs> there was a young lad <laughs> who played in percussion because he couldn't read sheet music, but he could read beats. <laughs> and in seventh grade, he played the the bells for Carol of the Bells. Yeah, with a leather mallet against the chimes, which are upright tubes that we borrowed from the local orchestra, so that we could pull off Carol of the Bells. Was this young man <laughs> a handsome young man? You know what? Who had hair. Yes, <laughs> but no facial hair. <laughs> oh, and, the times have been reversed. Yes. Yeah. And maybe was wearing deodorant, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it's my, this is my favorite because I played the dong, dong, dong. Like, that was your moment, man. That was my moment. That was your moment. That was my one shining moment oh. as the Olympics tell you about yeah that was it did that some, does it. someone have that on a vhs recorder no like but. the shoulder <laughs> strap vhs it record yeah someone's talking in the background oh that's man. my son that's my son <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments yeah and that's that that piece of music will live the rest of my life as oh. one of the greatest pieces of yeah. christmas music you could listen to but i played the notes <laughs> that's, that's so good that's yeah. so good it took me weeks to memorize just a small part but it was really cool okay yeah i assume that we haven't been inundated with emails this week <laughs> because everyone's out panic shopping right now. <laughs> yeah totally. are you ready for christmas yes after we hit end on this record i got one more and then i will be done really one more yeah that's kind of you to get me something yeah Yours came from across the pond. I can't wait. (laughs) I'm bringing it in tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, thanks for talking to me. uh, Yes, I'm done. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't have time in my life to be (laughs) shopping the week before Christmas. Yeah. It's usually like October 1st. I'm like, what's the list? Yeah. Let's go after it. Let's get it done. Let's be thoughtful, intentional. I just find like when, when it's last minute, I am less thoughtful. Yes. And more bargain bin. Here's 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 a true story. True story. Okay. I have purchased somebody an item 
that I knew was the wrong size. Right. But I needed a gift. <laughs> Ouch. And I knew they were going to return it anyway. Yeah. But it's like, no, it doesn't matter. We're going triple XL. Wow. It was. And I was like, you Man. know, they just need to unwrap something. Yeah. And so I know it's the wrong size, but it doesn't matter at this point. It is Christmas morning, and I don't have them something. Yes. You know, Jay Ewing has lots of opinions. Really? Well, that's a fact. Okay. <laughs> the most appalling thing you can get me on Christmas oh. is a printout of what you ordered me last week that hasn't shown up. Oh, yeah. That's, it is kind oh, of like, a, like oh. what is it? And then it's a picture of it. Yeah. Oh. I understand that. Weather patterns move in, and <laughs> things happen. And FedEx does not come through in the clutch yeah. because my package is out in the ocean swimming with Tom Hanks and <laughs> Castaway. Like, Wilson's coming. Yeah, but yes, so I don't uh, send you a picture. Okay, it's is this like ugh, digital? Digital things are like don't send me an email that says my uh, you know. I'm going to send you an email with a picture of the thing I got you. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let's redeem this podcast. Yeah, we're we're done. But Carol the Bells, man, Carol the Bells, one of the best. Yeah, it's this epic. Like, it's not a thing to like listen to and to be reflective. It's yeah. a thing to be like, Jesus is arriving. Yeah, here you go. That's that's more significant than fancy like Christmas, right? Walker Hayes. <laughs> is it Walker Hayes? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Literally, you should, <laughs> you should Google that. I'm a you know I'm like a very Modern person understands yeah. a lot of the current trends in life. Well, we listened to T Swift's Christmas <laughs> album last night Did on the you? way to dinner. Yeah, yeah. The Swifties out there would appreciate that. She has a she has a Jesus song more than Christmas. There's more than this. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? More than and this? she sings Silent Night. Oh, good, good for no. her. But uh, it's a it's a now classic Christmas album out there. So is Justin <laughs> Bieber's Christmas album, which is one of the better Christmas albums. It's a classic. It's a classic. T-Swiss. The Swifties. I mean, she has spanned 20 years. Almost. I know. It's pretty amazing <laughs> that we're still talking about her. You know? She is more relevant now with my children because she connected <laughs> to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> is Taylor Swift going to be at the game? I'm like, I don't know. All right. She we we, we got to redeem this podcast. There's okay. some people that have fast forward. We would rather they, have they silence left. for 10 they, minutes than hear us chatter. Yeah. We're talking about Revelation 21. Yeah. And um, should we dip a, into 22 since we're not podcasting next week? What, what, what we can if we want to. Okay. What do you want to do? Is your, um, this is your show. We, we can dip into okay. 22 with the Tree of Life, obviously, because that's where we ended up okay. last week. But, you know, we're talking about the end of Revelation here. And we're talking about some of the easier preaches of Revelation here, right? I, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about yeah. Jesus. It's it's the return of Christ, man. It's the return this of Christ. This is the hope. Yeah. I think I'm shocked by how many people are not anticipating Jesus returning, either imminently or at all. Yeah, Like, people wow. who are Christians in the church, in the proverbial pews, they're like, yeah, it just doesn't cross my mind. Now, That's Jesus, wild to me. Jesus gave a parable about the... Yeah, don't run out of oil in your lamp. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about this. I'll probably say it on the 31st, so spoiler alert, but most people will forget. Um, it's interesting. One of the one of the signs of his return is that he comes like a thief Yes. when people least expect it. And so I've often been bothered by people's decline of expectation of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, man, maybe I have it wrong. 
until I realize that the decline of people's expectation is actually the incline of my expectation. Because the least the the less people expect him coming, I think the more likely he'll appear. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Why do you think people hold off on this view that Jesus is coming back? I think it's similar to really the Christmas season, right? You just think we get to see this in the history mirror. Yeah. But you think about Israel, like you're occupied by Rome, you're trying to pay your taxes, friends have died. Mm-hmm. It just seems like life doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Like what's different about today than it was yesterday? And what's going to be different about tomorrow? Right. Like nothing. Come on, man. And people have been talking about Messiah forever. Those crazy prophets, they said some stuff, but he's not coming. Mm-hmm. Like the only success we've had is probably the Maccabean revolt when we took up arms and tried to take care of this ourselves. And then one day there's a baby born and it's not spectacular. Yeah. It's obscurity, true obscurity. And even if you hear the things that people were saying about the baby, I think if you're the average 40 year old male, Mm -hmm. like we are, it's like, uh, I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll see what happens. And I think the same is true today. It's like, yeah, people have been talking about it for a long time. What's different today than it was yesterday and what's going to be different tomorrow than it is today? And then one day, it'll be like the curtain is just pulled back. Yeah. It's like... In a moment. It's going to be crazy. It's like walking out of church on a bright summer day when it's been dark in that room yeah. and it's bright out here and your eyes hurt. You can't yeah. open them up. As you're walking to your car. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, give me a second here. But I seriously like, maybe this is true for you too, but like Colorado has some of the best, best clouds, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in any state. It's kind of an unusual thing to say, but people have told me, man, the clouds in Colorado are unreal. And, and since people from out of state have told me that I've paid attention to mm-hmm. how clouds form in Colorado. And sometimes they're just the most magnificent clouds that like just reach up into the heavens that are gold almost like have silver lining to it. And then they have like a hole in the cloud in which the sun is beaming through. You ever seen right. this? It looks oh, like yeah. a spotlight. Totally. And it's like coming down on the mountains and you can see actually where that sun hits on the ground. And I think, is he coming? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Is he coming through there? And like, is today the day? And it's just in my mind. But I think part of that is not that I just get beamed up and out of here. It's, oh, his coming is the renewal of all things. And I think that's where Revelation 21 is surprising to many is the book doesn't end with us on a distant planet in a galaxy far, far away. It's he comes with those who have died with him. He's bringing the company of the faithful to the faithful to redeem all things. Yeah, you said the final pages of the Bible are not about going anywhere. Yeah, we think about that. It's kind of disturbing for a lot of Christians. Yeah, here's... I think why we don't expect him back is we don't have a really good view of what actually heaven is mm. like unpack that in your mind. Well, we think heaven is about like us arriving to a place where there's peace, happiness, joy, white, you know, life. That's easy. In reality, heaven is about us being in the presence of God and experience him in a relationship that is why we were created as humans anyways. It's like, you remember the old, it, it must have been the Sony 
advertisement of um, this is going to be a really old reference. It's a guy sitting on a chair and two speakers are pointing to him and everything on his body is blowing away because of the sound coming from the speakers. And yes. It's a Sony commercial. It's like a Sony. I can picture this. That's what heaven's going to be like when we meet Jesus. It's going to be so overwhelming that it actually completes us. Like it's a so overwhelming, but it's also in completion. And most of us don't anticipate that. Mm-hmm. Like you and I were created on planet earth for that moment. Mm-hmm. We were not created on planet earth to breathe air, take up space, procreate, have families and be buried. We were, we were created. Our being was created for that moment. And we're just waking up finally to it. Mm-hmm. And so most people are like, I don't get it. Even in talking about that, I'm like, I bet a lot of my friends are like, that's weird. I wouldn't expect that's why I was created. Yeah. And it's sort of like C.S. Lewis saying, we've been playing in mud, pie, mud pies. And we have no awareness of actually the true joy that's about to unfold upon us. Yeah. At the return of Jesus Christ. And actually for life to start then, mm-hmm. like Jesus says that eternal life starts now, Zeo. It's a, it's a present indicative. It's like if you have eternal life in Jesus, your eternal life starts now. It's congratulations, you're in it. Yeah. However, 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 when we talk about these things, we always think they're just future. And... I think we'll just be really surprised of actually what the meaning of life was. Yeah. I think when you describe eternal life now, I immediately go to John 17 where these are, these are Jesus's prayers to the father in the garden before his work on the cross mm-hmm. begins. And he just simply says, this is eternal life. So he's, he's going to define eternal life. People are like, what is eternal life? Like what is, what does it mean to be saved? What What is heaven? What is it to be um, life unending? And he just simply says, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. And so that's why it begins today, is when people have their eyes opened and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and have fellowship with God the Father, the creator of all things, you know, their creator, it's like that's the beginning of eternal life. And so eternal life, whether that be heaven or earth, is in the presence of God to yeah. know him. And so when you get to Revelation 21, and it says not only is your name written in his registry of citizenship, but actually his name is written on you. Right. It's like, oh, you know the Father, mm-hmm. the only true God, and Jesus Christ his Son. And the reason we know that you know him is your name's written here, and his name is written there. Yeah. Maybe I would say it this way, too. Tell me if I'm right or wrong or even close. I don't know, but I can listen. It is you are truly human. Exactly how you it was meant to be when you're face to face in front of Jesus Christ and he can reach over and wipe your tears away, as in Revelation 21. That is the moment Mm -hmm. you have been destined for. Yeah, Since to, the to, creation be, to be truly human world. is to experience what God originally created for us. Yeah. And I think that's why we went to Genesis 1 and all the same languages in Revelation 21 and 22. The tree of life that was in the beginning of the garden is 
next to the river in the city at the end. The heaven and earth that he created has been recreated. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that recreation is the rejoining of the two. But the reason we don't see God as he is today is because there's this veil. You know, right. there, there's a, a curtain, so to speak, pulled over. It's not as though God exists really, really, really far away. Yeah. It's that there's a different domain. Yeah. And those domains will then be rejoined. We're aliens and strangers dwelling in tents, as Paul says. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I think Jesus' resurrection is the clue of what things will look like. Yeah. Is there's continuity and discontinuity. There's continuity and transformation. There's resurrection. And it's like, whoa, you are something altogether different and yet at the same time fully who you were, but yet complete. Yeah. If like I was reading Luke 24 this morning in my Bible reading, it's like Jesus eats with those guys on yeah. Emmaus, enjoys a meal, but also he can show up in Jerusalem in under a couple minutes Yeah, to the show. You know what I mean? Like, different space, different space and time. Yeah. Jesus' I, resurrection is different because he, we don't see him as someone who is corrupted by sin right? and then uncorrupted by sin, whereas our, our resurrection is going to be just amazing. Right. The, I only know you as corrupted by sin. You only know me as corrupted by sin. You've right. never actually met me free of sin. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is why it's like, oh, man, that, this is, gives me the hope of why I forgive people, why I don't hold grudges against people, is I ain't going to do that in heaven. Yeah. I'm not going to do that on the renewed earth. If, and so why don't I just live into that reality now? Yeah. If they're brothers and sisters in Christ, just work on getting along now because you're going to get along in heaven. Yeah. Like, there's no, you're not like you're dodging yeah. them for the rest of your life. Yeah. You have eternity with them. It's, it's sort of get so, along now. No, I think it's appropriate. Like, hey, we just don't need to live that close together right now. <laughs> Until you're redeemed, yeah. why don't you live somewhere else? I mean, 21 says, the new, under, after the New Jerusalem, it's like, behold, the dwelling place of God, the place of God is with man. Yeah. Like, it's... He will dwell with them forever. Yeah, forever. Right? And they will be his people. But that's, that is in part what we look back at Christmas and say, isn't that the beautiful piece? Is... In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt. Dwelt. Made his dwelling, tabernacled with us, lived amongst us. And it's like, man, that was so good. I wish I could have been there to be with Jesus. And you say, something so much better is coming. Is God with man forever without sin? Mm-hmm. Like liberated from all of these things. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I also think just it's been so meaningful to think, yeah, my salvation is also tied to creation's redemption. Mm-hmm. So being in Romans 8, the creation is groaning. groaning. Oh, man, since, what a fantastic since passage. Genesis 3, right? Like they're, they're groaning. What they are longing for is the sons and daughters to be revealed. Yeah, like, no okay, doubt. As soon as the whole family is revealed, then Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. And so like the, it's, I, I know it's a little fantastical, but it's like the trees and the bushes and the mountains and the rivers are crying out. Yes, made the sons be revealed. Right. It's very Tolkien-esque. Yeah. I think that's probably why they're they're so good in their storyline is creation itself is participating in this battle. Mm-hmm. And then creation itself is is freed. Well, that's from amazing. Bondage. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay, in 21, there's also this expression, Alpha and Omega. It only resides in Revelation, which is super fascinating mm-hmm. Alpha and Omega actually gets picked up in the early church in quite a bit of Christian art, Christian liturgy, yeah. Christian retelling of the story. 
But it's fascinating that we pick it up sort of like the Hallelujah Chorus, yeah. which I was blown away with. It only happens in it Revelation, yeah. right? And I wonder if you have any ideas of like what Alpha and Omega really mean. Why, why is that so significant? The beginning and the end. Alpha, you know, first letter, first character, Omega, last of Greek it's, alphabet. It's a very Greek expression. Yeah, we would say, I think, I think even Eugene Peterson translates the message, I'd have to look, as the A to the Z. Like you are the A to the Z, and so there's there's no language, there's nothing before the A, there's nothing after the Z, there's nothing intelligible outside of this. You are everything. Mm-hmm. So this is the title that he gets, or he gives us back in Revelation one, yeah, back there, um, where he announces in this revelation. Remember, it's the revelation to John, but it's the revelation of, of Jesus. Jesus Christ. So I'm reveal who Jesus is in verse eight, in that revelation, revealing. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. Mm-hmm. So Alpha and Omega, beginning, end, starting, the finish, nothing exists outside of him. Mm. That's how I'd read that. Yeah. So it shows you the, like the completion of everything, right? Like I think it's just a fascinating yeah. expression that only happens twice and we don't want to miss it or rush by it in chapter 21 as we probably did in chapter one. You know what I right. mean? Like it's like these, these, that was like a historic pillar for the, actually the early church to like tell you some up who Jesus was. It's like Colossians one, right? Yeah. Firstborn of all creation. Yeah. It, it's the sense of, it's not he literally is the sovereign creator. Right. So like nothing created God. He's the alpha. And there's nothing after him. Right. He's the omega. And so I think, in, in a sense, it's like the fullness of hope to reckon all, all things before me, like all my wounds in my past, are found in Jesus. Like, you can reconcile all that. Because there's no wound that I experienced before him. And then there's nothing, there's no hope that I have that's incomplete with him. Right. Like, if he's the finish line, it's not like, man, I got Jesus, and I really hope there's more. Yeah. Would it be really sad? Like, man, we have Jesus in eternity, and, and then there's this sense of, I hope there's mo- more. But the, the Omega piece is, he is the finish. There's nothing more. Again, talking about the relational aspect of our existence is all rooted in a person. Yeah. Instead of a, a this an idea. Isn't it, It's funny. In Revelation 21 and 22, when, the, when he gives us images of how wonderful this is all going to be, it's all placed in relationship. Mm-hmm. So let me talk to you about what it's going to be like in, in the sense of marriage. Right. I'm going to talk to you about the intimacy and the knowledge of God knowing you and you knowing God as a bride and a groom and taking on name. Um, oh, let me tell you what it's like to have a father and you, for you to be his daughter and for him to have prepared a place for you and to have an inheritance for you, a heritage that you get to live into. Right. So you get this new family. Oh, let me tell you about what this community is like and how you relate to one another let me tell you about the city in which there's industry and life and nations and kings. And, you know, it's like, oh, that sounds really industrial. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you about the worship. The worship is a community activity. Mm-hmm. You just keep thinking, oh, and God is with his people forever. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is relational. It's amazing. Uh, I think I've told you. Yeah, you know. We're going to start a relationship series in January. Right. So January 7th, people have asked, what's next? And uh, I was joking with a friend 
We're going to turn to the book of relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation to relationships. Yeah. So we'll finish up Revelation on the 31st, and then in January, we're going to start a series on relationships. Because you're right. The whole thing's about relationships. Right. You are wired for relationships. Yeah. You're and all, they're really hard. They're really hard, man. <laughs> and Why they need they redeemed. So they need redeemed. Yeah. Redemption needs to play a part of yeah. it. Yeah. So because the story is about relationships, and we live our stories in relationships, we're just going to kick off the new year. And say, okay, how do, how do we how do we develop and you know take habits to love well like Jesus? Yeah, that's for, really good for our relationships to flourish. Okay, there's another hyperlink in 21. I want to talk about about water. Yeah, and when you were talking about it, I mean, there's so many aspects of this. Like, there's Moses striking the ro- rock for water. Yeah. There's like, what, there's, okay, what came to your mind? So, living water, mm-hmm. come thirsty. Where where's your mind go? I went to Moses, just to be honest, because yeah. I think that's a fascinating story because I want to be out in the desert and then water yeah. just spring up. But the reality, I came to John 4 mm. and the woman at the well because that's when Jesus talks about himself yeah, being that's the living right. water. That's right. And I think that's fascinating because it's that rela- it, it happens in a relationship, a conversation between the two about his physical need for a drink yeah, her reality of not knowing who he is, and then him making practical things spiritual and mm-hmm. spiritual things practical, all in one little yeah. story before right. the while the disciples are in town buying cheeseburgers, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's lunchtime. They actually can't get cheeseburgers because that's not kosher. <laughs> okay, they can get a hamburger. They can get a hamburger, but I like it's just a, a fascinating story where Jesus says, "I'm the living water." If you drink of me, you will never thirst again. Yeah. She's like, it's midday, sir. <laughs> like, yeah. you ask for a drink, I'm pulling you up some water. And reality turns into this way bigger conversation that obviously John is writing in John 4. And then he sees it yeah. in Revelation. Yeah. And he's like, and, you know, water is a big, big theme throughout the Gospel of John. Water flows from his piercing of mm. his... His body on the cross, it flew out. The blood was like water flowing out. Yeah. John just is fascinated by this word and this idea. And then in the new heavens and new earth, what comes out of the temple is water. Yeah. Because water signifies. Source of life, man. Source of life. That's it. Yeah. So I just think it's a beautiful sort of hyperlink, conclusion, crescendo, literary beauty to that text that Mm -hmm. I was drawn to. That's good. That's a good connection. Yeah. I think. And the invitation, right? Invitation, right. Right now, it's like you have siblings, parents, cousins and aunts, friends, coworkers, who all need this invitation, especially in this season. Do you want to thirst no more? I know. I think that's where you think about what revelation ends with in all of its like just majesty mm-hmm. it really ends with an invitation yeah so in 22 if we just jump there I maybe mean, this is a good spot to just like kind of pause but at the end of 22:17 you have what says the spirit and the bride so now we have god's spirit who's the one that can convicts the world of its sin it's the one that goes out and draws people's hearts it's the one that reveals who jesus christ is the spirit and the bride. So now it's the spirit and the church, which is a picture of 
Acts 1, right? Yeah. The, here's the spirit-filled community of God called to be witnesses. The whole book of Revelation was written to the churches who have compromised on their witness. Now they've seen this great vision and it gives them the courage to say, man, we're going we're gonna to conquer these areas in which we've compromised. Right. And 17, the spirit and the bride, they say, it's not. The, it's actually not the groom who says this. Either. Isn't that wild? It's like the spirit, the spirit and the bride and the church. Yeah. So it's the spirit filled community. It's it's Calvary Bible Church. Yeah. It's it's our listeners on the podcast. It's you and me. It's going into the neighborhood and saying, "Did you know you're invited? Come, come with me to hear the Christmas story. Come hear the Advent story of how God arrived and how God is with us." So the spirit and the bride say, "Come," and let the one who hears, like now, then the person who hears that invitation. What do they say to the next person behind them? Come. Come. It's like, so I said to you, come. And then you're like, I'm going. So then you don't just rush in. You turn around and you say, hey, come with me. Yeah. And so it's the spirit and the bride. They say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty. Here it is. Come. Like everyone who's thirsty. Let them come. And then let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Yep. And again, here's just the grace of Jesus Christ to say, I know you're thirsty. You have an invitation to come and drink, and and I'm not going to charge you, but you have to you have to come. And I think this is the posture where people are resistant is you have to come in humility. You have to admit you're thirsty. You have to admit your sins. You have to admit that you need a drink. That's it. That's all yeah. you got to do. You just got to show up and say, "I'm thirsty. Can I have?" And he says, "Yeah, you can have. I'll give you my life. I'll give you the the life that I purchased for you on the cross through death." In resurrection, it's like how, I don't know. How do you end something so beautiful? I don't know, man. Just come, yeah. Come thirsty. It's such a great invitation for us. Even like you thirsty this week, getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, you parched from the to dos, the expectations, the desires other people have upon yeah. you. Come, I mean, put this in your in your heart, listener. You might not feel that thirst today because you are trying to satisfy it with everything we're shopping for this week. But I bet after Christmas, after you open up everything that was wrapped, you still might find yourself thirsty. And if you wonder why, it's because you need Jesus. That's it. All right, Calvary Bible Church, we're so grateful you're listening. Thanks, Thomas, for that encouraging message to each of us this Christmas season. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus be with all. And may you join us at the end of the conclusion of Revelation chapter 22 on the 31st to say amen. Let it be so. Amen. All right, Calvary. We love you. Looking forward to singing, being with you Christmas. Looking forward to concluding Revelation. And we will hit play, Lord willing, in 2024 with the weekly. Thanks for a great year.